This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41 <laughs> Skate Punk is back, and it's not pop punk. It is skate punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the El. Elephant Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. I'm looking into my crystal ball and it says espresso martini meatballs. Oh, my crystal ball just has white goo inside. Josh, that's a Cadbury cream egg. Oh, this is a hot dog is a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Inaidi. And first and foremost, I would like to disavow all fortune tellers as they do not represent my Christian beliefs. Um, and they are practicing witchcraft, technically. So, can Go I ahead. tell you something? Yeah, sure. One time I went to a fortune teller in Burbank, and I drive by that fortune teller office uh-huh. every single day. And every single time I drive by, I say inside of my heart... I was I experienced witchcraft. <laughs> like, I hope you know that. I'm like I can't believe I experienced witchcraft. What did this fortune teller tell you? Well, I was at that time I was working at a boutique marketing agency as a food stylist, and they saw my tapatio shirt because I was wearing a tapatio uh-huh. shirt, and they're like, "You like food?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah." And they're like, "You like to be creative with food?" I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. And that's it. It was it was just a lie. It was a lie. It was twenty dollars, and it was a lie. Yeah, I don't believe in all that forms of skullduggery and whatnot. What yeah, they do it's, is it's th- BS. Yeah, I mean, mediums, fortune tellers. Um, what they do is something called cold reading, where they yeah. tend to be very good at taking context clues from people and then exploiting that for their own monetary gain. The only fortune teller that I respect are the little slips of paper inside the P.F. Chang's fortune cookies when I go to the P.F. Chang's. Oh, those are real. That's, that's real, though. But that's science. science. That's science. It's that's mag- it's, technically, science. it's magnets. <laughs> fortune cookies are not magnets. Wait, sorry. You can't eat magnets. We'll get to, we'll get to the podcast in a second. One more what? aside. What? When I lived with my Italian roommates back in college, uh-huh. um, they are like, well, astrologia, astrology is real. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, sure, man, if you believe in anything. And they're like, no, it's science. And I'm like, what do you mean like uh well when you're born the stars okay you know what is magnetism i'm like yeah and they're like well that's why it's science <laughs> well i well i believe in astrology i do think the why? day you were born it affects who you are but to to the same degree that everybody born in a certain month yeah within their is... microcosm i think within their microcosm of their of their life 
Yeah. You, like, you think I have a lot more in common with late April babies than I do with November babies. I'm simply sure you do. Based on, based I, on your temperament, yes. I think it's okay. We'll get to the podcast in a second. Let me keep going, though. Uh, there was, was it You're Outliers? Are you a tourist? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and everybody goes, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> but no, they had my birthday wrong on, I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. They had my birthday wrong on FamousBirthdays.com, <laughs> which really, you know, lowercase f on the famous there. But they said April 15th, which would make me an Aries. And I've gotten so many DMs from people that are like, just looked it up, and of course you're an Aries. And then uh-huh. I'm like, I they have my birthday wrong because I'm not that famous. I'm yeah. a Taurus, actually. They go, that makes even more sense. Yeah, you I are. I got Taurus. confirmation bias. Maggie, when's your birthday? It's April 10th. I am an Aries, and I totally see that in you, Josh. You are an Aries. You, you are, are so not an Aries. Aries. <laughs> you're such a paladin. Something. Is that a compliment? I don't. What's a, I don't know. From the island of (laughs) (laughs) Baladin. What we're doing today is 2023's wrapping up. (laughs) Nicole, we're looking. No, Paladin Paladin has one L, Maggie. Paladin. (laughs) Not two L's. A paladin is any of the 12 peers of Charlemagne's court, whom the Count Palatine was the chief, of you course. You have heroism and chivalry in you, you're Maggie. Welcome. Thank Thank you. Maggie. You're such a paladin. <laughs> okay, what what do you want to talk about today? 2023 is <laughs> wrapping up, Nicole. We Josh, saw a lot of food trends come and go. Happy 2023. We did it. Another fantastic year, year of the podcast. Thank you for all the listeners and all the watchers. Yeah. Uh, we love you to death. And now... We are going to effectively give you the knowledge to insider trade in some food trends of 2024. Yeah. You know, because 2023, we saw a lot of trends. Tin fi- hot girl tinned fish. Loved the tin fish craze. Oh, God, I hated it. I had canned what? uni. I, I spent oh, like that's disgusting. $20 on canned sea urchin genitals at a restaurant, and it was awful. Like canned razor clams, they ate like rubber bands. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make sense. I hate the tin fish thing. Well, it sucks. Well, it's because the tin fish you're getting maybe is is like um not good? No, tinning <laughs> tinning food was literally invented by Napoleon Bonaparte. Oh, so we're gonna his, talk about Napoleon. So his again? troops Real could travel original. across the Alps to try and sack other European nations. No, they, like, nobody wanted tin food. They had to do it. I like when the cockles are in the tins and you can uh, they have like a clear Eat the fresh cockles. I can't get fresh cockles. Where we find I, them. We can't get fresh cockles. You get fresh cockles. I cannot. I've had fresh cockles. I've never had a fresh cockle. You're a, dude, bro, I've had fresh blood cockles from uh, Connie Seafood. Well, uh, you're a lucky guy. Blood not cockles, everybody's man. so lucky. Good, bright red. Yeah, I like. I actually am a big fan of the tinned fish uh, era, but I will say I don't get stuff that's um, as unique as the things you get. I well, kind what of, kind of tinned fish do I'm you like? like? A, I'm like a sardine. I'm an anchovy, mm. like monkfish. Like I like I like small things. I like like small normal things. Do you see the tinned fish movement, Nicole, continuing well into 2024? Um, yeah, because I think there's going to be more hot girls in the world. I think there's going to be more hot girls and mm-hmm. and I think they're going to keep advancing the tin fish technology. There's one yeah. tin fish that I would really like to see. Which one? Anguila, anguilas? The little... Anguilas from Spain? The little eels? Baby little eels? baby eels. But it already exists. It looks like a... No, but I'm saying, like, come into the States, and I want to see a whole artisanal anguilas movement. I want to see... Can- uh, I had another... What was it? It was, like, krill. Canned krill. Krill is tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny little pastes and tins. Because here's the thing. Don't like tinned fish. Love tinned pastes. Oh. I grew up eating a lot of canned pork liver like, pate. Like, what do they call it? Deviled ham? Deviled ham. Exactly. Ugh, Any sort ham. of spreadable meat. And I think, well, here's a prediction for 2024. We're out of tin fish. We're into tin spreadable seafood. 
Oh, I'm talking okay. about we were blending lobster tamale, right? Crab butter in a can. Hmm. I'm talking about anguilla, so you can just mash. I'm I talking will, about krill. Well, I will say that there's been a trend on TikTok of of uh, taking foods that are considered scrap and making it into something, you know, beautiful, scrappy Barnacles. Cooking. Yeah, eating, I think eating scrap foods and, and, you know, making that more palatable and popular is a trend we'll, we'll probably see in 2024. 100%. I, yeah. I though, have a, I don't want to say vendetta. That's a pretty strong word. Mm. But for this sort of zero-waste cooking movement where everyone's like, I'm doing a good thing by using the tops of my leeks. And it's like, you are, sure. And I, are. I use all my vegetables because, you know, throw onion skins. I'm cooking for things. We're recording this during Thanksgiving. Deal with it. That's right. Um, <laughs> you know, cooking for Thanksgiving. I'm throwing the onion skins, the parsley stems. That goes in a stock for the gravy. Do you really keep it? Not not on a day-to-day. Not on a day-to-day. But when I'm making something like Thanksgiving and I need stock, That's you nice. know, but I just, yeah, who's making their own stock all the time? Um, but stock, uh, not, broth, Hot broth girls. But fair. But, like, not throwing <laughs> your onion skins is not even, like, shooting a BB gun at an oncoming tank. Yeah, it is literally right. just, like, trying to spit on the tank to yeah, stop yeah, it. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's absolutely nothing. And so I, I, all these little scrap food movements on TikTok, I think, are very cute and resourceful. And on an individual level, if that is important to you yes. for your own lifestyle, that's perfectly fine. It's not going to reverse global warming. <laughs> no. No. And be, we don't and expect that to happen. I think some people do, and it it bothers me. Yeah. The people who are like, Remember you used to get mad at me for drinking st- out of straws? For no, like I didn't get mad at years. you for drinking out of BS. I got mad at you because we would go to restaurants and they would serve us water and you would look the server in the face and you would just go, I'd like a straw, plastic. No, I'd say, I don't, I would say, please. I'd, I, I'm so sorry. Do you have any plastic straws, please? I no, you say were it like performative. That. You made a show of it. Because it's at, easier to drink. You out of a looked at a straw. server at Rafi's in you Glendale, and you said, like a demon. "I want a turtle to have this shoved up their oh nose God, and stuff." No, you know, you said that. You I said that. I love uh, turtles. I love turtles. Uh, <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> other other trends that we saw come and go. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, the rise of disco cocktails is big in 2023. You know, yeah, that's Retro, true. Retro simple that's cocktails, true. the espresso martini, none more than that. Yeah, you know what I want to come back? Ma. The porn star martini. The porn. Tell them about the porn okay. star martini. So I'm gonna. Google it's a modern it really classic, quick. right? Okay, I'm gonna Google it really quick. So I believe the porn star martini is a modern classic that was invented. I'm gonna guess early 2000s, late 90s. Yeah, it's a 2000s cocktail. Yeah, and it's uh, was it passion fruit and vanilla? It's a passion fruit vanilla drink, and they put a little side of prosecco for you to drink on the side. And let me tell you, I saw my my friend. No, I'm sorry, it was my it was my cousin's wife's sister in New York. God. I'm uh, drinking this, and she's like. Porn star martinis on a Thursday or something like that. And I saw it. It's a cool drink. I saw it and I Googled it and I'm like, oh my God, these are my favorite flavors. Passion fruit's my favorite fruit. Did you know that? No, I did not know Passion that. Passion fruit's my number one favorite fruit of all time, followed closely by uh, Pulots. Pluots. Pl- is that how you say it? Yeah. yeah. Did you say Pulots? Pluots. Pluot. Pluots. It's the plum and an apricot. Yeah, I like Pluots. Well, technically, a plum cot is a plum and an apricot, and I believe a pluot is like three parts plum to one part apricot genealogically. I love it. I love it. Same. So, so passion fruit, vanilla, and then a little side of, you know, bubbles. This is literally like it was it's made. It's a maximalist drink. It was made in a lab for girls like me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, Okay, so a lot of, like, the rise of these disco cocktails, espresso martini, I associate that a lot with, like, I don't know when it was invented, but just that kind of, like, 70s, 
you know, kind of like party vibes. Cocktails were mm-hmm. a little bit too sweet. An espresso martini, it's not a martini at all. An espresso martini— It's just served in a martini glass. It's served in a martini glass, yeah. right? Which makes people think it's cool and fancy. But now there's a sort of ironic retro chuggy appeal Oh, my God. You said, you said the word. I know. And the chuggiest thing you can do Am I is chuggy, to Josh? say chuggy. Well, no. Here's the thing. Being chuggy is <laughs> cool now. Okay, oh, so hear me out. Porn is Star it? Martini is like an early 2000s drink, right? I want to bring back early 2000s drinks like buttery nipples. Like I want... Buttery nipples! <laughs> yeah. um, Lemon drops. Like I want those to come back. Well, oh, so this leads me into a good point. Um, <laughs> the fact that all the kids are wearing these like band t-shirts and, and not just like... When I was growing up, Nirvana, Led Zeppelin... Um, I'm trying to think what other band t-shirts were popular, but it was kind of like the classic rock kids would wear mm-hmm. them. Yeah, I used then, to wear them. And then some earnest people who were wearing like Fallout Boy shirts. But now the most common shirt that I have seen kids freaking wear, and this trips me out, do not know how they rose to prominence, are the Deftones. Oh yeah, the Deftones and Slayer. I've You've seen, seen Slayer shirts? I've seen a lot of Slayer shirts and a lot of Deftones. The kids love Deftones. I, li- I listen to Deftones. I listen to Slayer. I don't listen to uh, I Deftones listen to isn't Slayer. my favorite from that era. Like, we're talking, like, early 2000s new metal. Like, I'll, I'll go back to, like, System of a Down a whole lot. Corn. System of a Down. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But the fact that, like, Deftones shirts are popular, I think, says that porn star martinis can make a comeback from the same era. So excited. But my thing that I want to make a comeback, and this was sparked when I went to South Africa last year and I saw uh-huh. the possibilities. Uh-huh. Jägermeister. Jäger? Jäger. Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. I, I don't think I've ever had Jäger touch my lips. What the effing I don't think F, I've dude? I've never had Jäger. You've never done a Jäger bomb. Never. No, little John. Not a single Jäger bomb. I have not, little John. What about a Jäger bomb? No, but I love that video. Such a good video. There's so many fun Jägerbombs ways to say it. was part of video. pop culture. Yeah, yeah. I and never, that pop culture is coming back. I never imbibed a single lick of it but I had a girlfriend that that was her drank like she would finish like a bottle on her own I'm like go Crystal go it's so funny because Jägermeister it became the official liquor of douchebags sometime in the early 2000s can we say douchebags on the podcast of course we can say douchebags it's a medical device um but (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it is it is medical device all right but Jägermeister to the company of Jägermeister they're like a delightful German digestif made with yeah. 100 aromatics or whatever. And if you divorce yourself, if you were to pour Jägermeister into a fancy, like, digestif bottle... Yeah, you wouldn't know. No, yeah. a, a completely different. Um, but now it's so tainted with the, you know, I drank... I, I used to drink down Monster Energies. Halloween, oh freshman year, oh Santa Barbara, I drank six Monster Energies with two shots of Jäger in each And Monster you were 21 Energy. years old. Yes, I was 21 years old. Yeah, I was a late bloomer. I went on a more, my LDS mission to Guam. Oh, nice. And then I came back. Yeah. Um, but the point is, we associate it with moments like that now in our lives because of a successful marketing campaign. Yeah, it was a partying. It was a, it was a partying drink. But now we're flipping it, baby. Jägermeister's fancy again. It's what again? It's going to be fancy again. I went it's to a hipster again. bar in Brooklyn, uh-huh. and they made a really delicious Jägermeister cocktail mm. that had, like, peanut orja in it and like oh. pine and like t- tapache and uh you know rum and and jaeger cool and i think we're gonna go full circle we're i think getting dumber and dumber as a culture and i mm-hmm. think that is a response to the fact that uh we all studied really hard and now there's a credential race right more people have college degrees than ever too but many they people. ain't working but they ain't working because we realized that oh maybe if everybody had a college degree then they didn't really mean anything 
and that life is simply uh, how much more accomplished you are than the next person. I had to you. kind of explain that to my parents, and they're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? they didn't really get it. That's the thing. And so I think now we're like, oh, that didn't make us any happier or afford us houses and you know, be able to have successful. children. Yeah. So we're going to get dumber. Mm. And I fully agree with it. Post-intellectual bimbo era, Jägermeister's coming back, porn star martini's coming back. Let's hit it. Okay, I'm down. Let's do it. Next time we go out, let's order... Let's order two porn star martinis mm-hmm. and then two uh, Jaeger bombs. Let's do it, Josh. Yeah. I'm also going to thin out my eyebrows and start listening to uh, Dirty by Christina Aguilera. I love that, dude. I literally just, I bought a puka shell necklace. <laughs> oh, my God. I, we yeah, are I, living our, our 2002 Rock of Love Brett Michaels era. I have two puka shell necklaces now, Do in you fact. layer them? What? No, I don't. They're, Loser. They're... <laughs> <laughs> We are so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues. And the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm Mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. You have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, But I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. Other food predictions, other food predictions. I I had I had one. Okay, uh, I had one, you I had say one. one and then I'll say one. All right, yak, yak butter at Starbucks. Okay, expand. I'm so <laughs> glad you you asked me to. Okay, so <laughs> Starbucks is obviously taking a lot of liberties from different parts of the world, right? Like we've seen the cold foam on top of the, the iced Oleado. coffee. Yeah. I have cold foam in my cup right now. You have cold foam. They, they've been, and I think that was a reference to the cheese tea that we saw in like Hong Kong. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah, that that cheese foam, which is The word cheese foam would have turned off American audiences. Would have turned off sure. American audiences. Yeah. So, but we're like, hey, the image of just thick, heavy foam on top of an iced drink is very, very appealing. I love it. I love drinking the coffee through the foam. I think it's I delightful. I love it. Then Starbucks is like, oh, uh, I think taking a little bit of inspo from the bulletproof coffee movement of like adding butter to your stuff and Everybody seems to think that eating a ton of fat for you is like is really good. I think for you it's good for and... your brain. I think I think it's people say oh, it like makes it's... your. I don't I don't know I don't know the science behind it. Again, spoonful of ghee every, like multiple mornings when I was a kid. Did it make me smarter? I don't know, but they say like you know carrots make MC, your eyesight better. MCT oil MCT and stuff oil, is good for like brain development and function. I don't know if it's real. I don't. I don't know what's real anymore. Nothing's real. That's why we get dumber. We drink Jaeger bombs and we wear puka shell necklaces <gasps> and we listen to. 
Come, my lady. Come, come, come my lady. lady. Be, Be my, my butterfly. butterfly. Crazy town. Yeah. Come on the show, man. Shifty shell shock. Shifty shell shock. Come on the show. <laughs> I hope you respond. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, now they're adding, you know, they got the oleato with the olive oil on there. I think the next iteration of that, Nepalese yak butter. Okay. Here's the thing. What's the, um, what are they, the Sherpas, uh, mm-hmm. they would wake up and drink pu'er tea. Love Which is another tea. another one of my trends that I think you, is coming back. Really? Okay. Freaking love pu'er tea. Yeah, me too. It is it is earthy. It is almost saline. It is yeah. just freaking heady and good. I don't good. know if you know this, but my dad used to go to China like four times out of the year back before the pandy hit. Yeah. And he would bring back just so much pu'er oh, tea. Didn't like a brick too? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, it is brick incredible. incredible. Add yak butter to that. And that, I believe, in uh, the Sherpa culture was just like, hey, uh, breakfast. breakfast. Like this yeah. is fatty. It's hearty. We got a long day at work. Get some high high quality calories in your system. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yak butter is coming to Starbucks. I think they're going to figure it out. I think they're going to start their own yak farms. Uh, Howard Schultz going to start farming yaks up near Olympia, Washington. Mm-hmm. Boom, Starbucks yak butter. Right. And I am in. I got one. The resurgence of peasant food. Yes. <laughs> Do you agree? But like, but not like cool peasant food. No, no, no. Brown. Not like, not like cassoulet. Like cassoulet is like peasant food, but it's cool and they made it fancy. No, I want bowls of brown brothy liquids and some sort of starch and some sort of green thing maybe on the side. Barley boiled in water, yeah. thinned out with sawdust. So, um. That's what I want. Have you heard of a restaurant called Cafe Mutton in New York? No. It's one of, so it was one of the 101 best restaurants on like a New York Times list and um, I look at their I follow them on Instagram and I look at their menu every single day this <laughs> this restaurant is doing the most innovative cool Whoa. peasant food I've ever seen I'm gonna pull up a menu yeah, right pull now up the peasant food and let me tell you they do incredible things like like they just say like boiled potatoes with roe <laughs> like that's a menu item of theirs. And let me see. Let boiled potatoes. Wait, hold on. Hear me out. Boiling potatoes is simply the best way to cook them. I love boiled potatoes. I love boiled potatoes. I love boiled potatoes. Boiled potatoes in a, in a liquid that tastes good, that is excellent. Okay, let me tell you some of the things that are on this menu. Uh, stuffed duck neck with pickles and mustard. Like, you got all the parts of the duck that you could have <laughs> used and you took the neck. Yeah, boiled potatoes with sour cream and trout roe. Like, uh, super easy. Like, what else do they have? They have, like, buckwheat cake with butterscotch. Who's like, eating buckwheat? Like, like I, I love this this type of food. You know, brown, good, hearty food that makes your soul just jump with glee and you're ready to take on the next challenge. Well, yeah. That kind of food I want to see on more menus. I'm tired of all these fancy, small, pretty plates. Just give me a bowl. Heapin' bowl of brown. Heapin' bowl of brown. Heapin' bowl of brown. I want to see it more, and I want to see it done well, and I know that the ladies at Cafe Mutton are killing it. There's a really weird thing that—so heirloom vegetables are fancy, right? I don't want them anymore. Well, well, well. so— I don't want them. Out, I out. want smart and final vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't get buckwheat at smart and final. Buckwheat is like an heirloom strain of wheat, right? That, that <sighs> before refined flour. What I'm saying is— these heirloom vegetables, right? So cauliflower, for instance, you get heirloom purple cauliflower. Okay. And that's like, it? wow, cool, fancy. You go to a restaurant, you go to a wedding that has purple cauliflower steamed on there. You go, ooh, a little bit fancy, elevated, whatever. Back in the day, horticulturists literally bred the color out of cauliflower to make it pure white so it was fancier. The pure white so cauliflower weird. was the fancy cauliflower Not it turned it into. And now we've decided that, no, we don't like that cauliflower. We're going back to the peasant cauliflower that was purple. I'm down. 
we're just running in circles around here. Well, yeah, that's how it works. All the stuff you, know, you Mark Twain said that cauliflower is just uh, what is it? Cabbage that went to a boarding school. Oh, I agree. Okay, cabbage. Bring cabbage. Nah, cabbage already had its moment like six years cabbage ago. Cabbage <laughs> had its. No, 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 actually, I've been seeing a lot of braised cabbage dishes on my timeline. The, there's been, and I've eaten braised cabbage at restaurants. I don't like it. Well, okay, so I, I had. There are a couple formative moments in. <sighs> Restaurants specifically trying to go back to like quote unquote simple food, but then just ultimately kind of sucking. So I went to, uh, it was a Michelin star chef, uh, Josiah Citrin, had two Michelin stars at a spot called Melis. Yeah, very formative in the Los Angeles fine dining movement, but he decided that like, hey, times are changing. I just want to open up a freaking steakhouse with like honest, you know, uh, wood fired grilled meats and vegetables, yada yada. It was called uh, Charcoal. Charcoal. Oh, and I in remember Venice? a plate of French fries was $16. And I was like, dog, I, I don't think you know how to price food anymore. Yeah. Um, and again, love this guy's food. And that restaurant's really great. But they had a dish that was just cabbage that was just like grilled. And then it was served with like a yogurt sauce. And I remember being there with a bunch of other food critics at the time. They all ate it. And they was like, oh, it's such a pure representation. Of I'm like, dog, it's a cabbage. What was it like eating with those people all the time? Was it honestly fun, or did you feel like you had to like? No, it was a it was a a, a little peep, little pee pee measuring contest all the time, and I felt sick. And it do makes you me now sick. do you now enjoy eating with like us when we go out to like dinner like once a quarter? I love it. Do you prefer it because you don't feel like there you have to like put on a show? Absolutely, yeah. And okay, not to good. say is everybody. So I used to work in magazines and were in kind of half a food critic. I would have to put my my name under uh, an alias. It was Thorbild Jakobsson, traveling Norwegian fiber optic cable salesman. Um, but I used to have to review them anonymously. And then anytime I'd go out and eat with, you know, the crew of like 10 or so other like professional food writers in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. I was also young at the time, so I was probably trying to put on airs. Okay. But, you know, everybody was just documenting. And I remember every conversation being like, Hey, man, have you gone to this place? They're doing fermented bao from a southwest Indonesian region that you never heard of. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. But have you been to this place? They're doing... And it was everybody sort of trying to one-up each other mm-hmm. on what cool food they found. And yeah. then ultimately, like, not enjoying the food as much. Yeah. And so I really appreciate the ability to go shut my brain off and just vibe and eat and drink. Good. I'm glad. Um, you deserve it. Not take pictures. Ugh. Take yeah, pictures of food. That's out. You remember we used to sketching your food is in 2024. Phone eats first. Yeah, sketching food is in. It's in right now. Julia made me. I I think I told you about this. Mm. It was when the pandemic hit. She um, as a gift for my birthday, she's a very talented uh, illustrator. Your your fiance? She's super artistic. Her I had no idea she was an artist. Yeah, I had no idea she was an artist. I'll I'll show you the piece that she did. She um she drew. All of like our favorite dishes that we'd ever eaten at restaurants together. So uh, the Lucali pizza that we had, the matzo ball soup Cute. from Birdie G's, Cute. Hong Kong curry toast from uh, Nightshade, and she drew them all and kind of made a mosaic, and it was really beautiful. That's really Sketch- sweet. sketching your food is in taking pictures of your food. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, okay, if we're talking about like actual food predictions, right? All the ones are just about like catastrophic climate change, and like wh- what are we gonna do? We, oh, eat bugs. So- oh. Hydroponically grown algae. No, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Just give me a pill so I don't have to think about it anymore. I'm a huge proponent of us as food creators no longer eating food. Oh. I think people that are in the food industry should no longer eat food anymore and just use it as a creative vehicle so food waste isn't a problem anymore. Oh, that's interesting. And then all of our needs. It's like Soylent. 
Yeah. But like in pill form. It's like a deaf musician, right? It's like you can create it, but you can't consume I it. Want, I, want to, I want that out of my life for the next year or so. Do you really, do you find food a burden at this point? Sometimes I do. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's exhausting. I, I get it. It's it like, feels obnoxious that we have to feed ourselves not only every day, but multiple times, times for day. Some kind of two snacks. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's kind of BS. Yeah, it's kind of BS. And I just I just wish there was like a like I could snap my fingers and it could be in front of me, which, you know, you you can do that. Mm. We live in a very uh, privileged society where we could, you know, do a, do a meal delivery services and, you know, stuff like that. But I who wants the money, food? the time, you know, I don't yeah. want the money. I don't want to spend the yeah, money. Yeah. What I've been doing is... Pill! Give me a pill! No, my version of a pill is I'll cook five pounds of chicken breast in, like, a you couple heads of broccoli. Yeah, that's good. I don't actually meal prep. Well, so this is uniquely for prepping for Thanksgiving because mm. I want all of my creative time and energy to be put into this insane meal that I'm making. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I've been on an austerity diet where what is an austerity diet where I am eating just enough chicken and broccoli to survive and then all of my other calories are coming from tasting all of the delightful stuffings and fillings and sides in practice rounds huh. of kimchi pajan that I'm trying to make <laughs> um and so that's my version of a pill is just chicken breast um here's the thing that I should I I, re- I really like this early 2000s resurgence? food trend resurgence to make a comeback and, and there is one product that we would always get from the gas station that I would love to make a comeback. French bread pizza. No, wait, hold on. Gorilla Pies in uh, in North Hollywood is doing French bread pizza, and it is diggity dank. I got one hungover. Shout out to Gorilla Pies. Um, but no, it was like beef jerky, except it was powdered, and it was in like a snooze can, like a can oh, of dip. Oh, it was like dip. Yeah, it, was, it looked like dip, and I think dip they jerky? banned it because kids were, you know, training them to use chewing tobacco. Um, but just having powdered protein that you can discreetly fit in your pocket and suck down anytime. That's good. That's great. I like that too. Artisanal, do like a Panang curry meat dip. You know, meat I'm chew, down. meat snus. <laughs> Make Zins packets with the meat. <laughs> oh my God. Are kids doing that now? Zins? Not kids. I mean like are people of age doing that now? What, Zins? Yeah. For the first time I saw somebody in the wild put in a Zins packet. Tell the people what Zins are. Zins are packets of chewing tobacco, but they are not tobacco. It is vape is to cigarettes as Zins are to snooze. Mm. Snooze is the brand that I know because I lived with a bunch of Scandinavians in college. And sure. boy, do they love snooze. <laughs> and Copenhagen brand. Don't do tobacco. It's bad for you. It's really bad for you. Ooh, tobacco flavored foods, though. I'm not down. We've what? tried that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did that. We did that. We did that. I think you poisoned yourself. Um, other color. No, I Oh, I did poison myself a little bit. Yeah. Don't do that either. Um, one food. Here's just an earnest one. What? That I really want to make like a hard charging. Like should I should be able to what? get it everywhere. Chat. Various forms of Indian chat. Okay. Right. Um, Interesting. Spot called Vic's Chat House up in Berkeley. They got all the kinds of chat. You know, you go to uh, Punjabi Daba in Bakersfield. They had samosa chat, Nicole. Chat is uh, any variety of Indian snack that is typically covered with something crispy. And then all of the green the green chutney, the, the sweet tamarind chutney, some sort of yogurty situation. Mm-hmm. And it's great. And we need more chat. Okay. Screw smash burgers. Uh, Belpuri stands. Make, ch- make more chat. <laughs> you know? Papri okay. chat. Okay. I want to see more cool vinegars. I've been seeing a lot of cool vinegars. I want to see more. I want to see some. We've made all the vinegars. No, we haven't. We've made all the vinegars. No, we we all the vinegar. Haven't. Nicole, all the vinegars that could exist already exist. That's not true. What vinegars that don't exist that you want to okay, see? Okay, so there's this really like trendy one, and it's called uh, Ocean Vinegar by a brand name Tart. I want to see. 
Oh, wait, what's see. ocean? What the hell is ocean vinegar? It's a marine, a main kombu bladder whack and Irish sea moss. <laughs> I want to see, I want to see a desert vinegar. I want to see f- notes of sand and I don't know some sort of palm tree. I like this biome-based flavor profiles you're talking about. Yeah, though. yeah, taiga. Like I per- want to see a tundra and a taiga vinegar. Like you put some like some like shokonosle prickly pear. Yeah, you and I have both been to the conference that legitimately tried the, the expo. We went to a conference. No, together? no, not together. I think we've owned it. It's called Natural Products Expo. It's called Expo, expo West. West. Yeah, I've been to Expo West like fifteen times. Well, they they literally that's their whole goal is trying to like sort of predict the future food trends. Yeah. And I remember being violently disappointed by so many food products. God. Vegan canned lobster, not great. Nope. A big thing that I was uh, on was uh, raw maple water. Oh. It's like you tap the tree instead of boiling down to syrup. You just drink it. Turns out it tastes bad. I was just hanging out at the Chobani booth. <laughs> they spent like three mil on that booth. I was just chilling in the Chobani booth for like hours. Uh, what do you... Okay. Smash burgers and birria, right? Those were, were two massive, massive trends. Hmm. What is a street food that you just like earnestly, genuinely want to see people... Perfect. Like, what's your favorite huh. iteration? Lachmajun? Is it is it something I've eaten before? Or something that I want to see? Either, more either or, dude. Either popcorn or. Popcorn chicken. Actually, I want to see pe- or or those little squid balls. What are those called? Takoyaki. Takoyaki. I want to see takoyaki here. Do you like takoyaki? I, l- I, <laughs> I literally really? love takoyaki so much. It's got a unique combination of squish it's, and chew that doesn't jive oh with me too Oh my god, well. oh my god. Like, I'll dig it all, yeah, especially when I'm drinking, but... Oh my god, I love that stuff. Man. I could eat that all... I want to see popcorn, chicken, and takoyaki. I love that. I just... I want to see... My favorite fish taco truck in Los Angeles left the city. R.I.P. Ricky's Fish Tacos oh. used to park underneath the overpass in Los Feliz. Um, and it was a bummer for me, and... I think the Baja Fish Taco, I, I grew up, I mean, eating them at, like, Rubio's, which is a chain, but also started really legit in San Diego. I I want people to just make the best fish taco possible. I want them to be on every street corner. I love fish it's tacos. It's the same. It's, it's, like, really, really one of my favorite foods. I love fish tacos. Yeah, and I just—and and we've—the carne asada revolution's already happened mm. in Los Angeles mm. and, and soon to be coming to the world because, like, this is— you you see a fashion show, right? I know we've talked about this concept, but you see a fashion show and somebody's wearing something that looks really dumb, right? And you're like, sure. nobody would ever wear that dumb looking thing. Uh-huh. But then like five years later, something inspired by that dumb looking thing is on the... the... Is this just the Miranda P- Priestly Devil Wears Prada like soliloquy, but just condensed Wait, I've never into... seen the movie. You've never... I've seen clips. I've seen Adrian Grenier try and flip a grilled cheese like 15 times. You've never seen where she says, your, your jacket's not blue, it's not lapis, it's... Cerulean. And that jacket was picked out from the very people in this room that you call stuff. You don't know that soliloquy? Oh, you know what? I think Julia's probably told me about that soliloquy, and that's why I know the thing that I'm saying. Yeah. And then I I said back to her, because this is all just a conduit for conversations I've already had with her, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, That same thing happens in food, right? Where, like, in a major city, there's a big trend. uh, And, like, birria came to Los Angeles from Tijuana, started Mm -hmm. popping off. On the old TLs for people, and now Del Taco is introducing birria. Taco Bell had birria that they tried and I think discontinued. Mm-hmm. Um, carne asada, that happened in LA like two, three years ago and I love revolutionized carne asada. it. And we've always had carne asada, but I'm talking about like people straight up like driving the meat from Mexico, like driving the wood from Mexico. So I'm thinking Sonora Town. I'm oh, thinking sure. 
uh, um, Asadero El Chicali, um, said other one that people love. They open up brick and mortar. Anyways, point is, that already happened. I'm waiting for the fish taco revolution. Green wine. That's just Albarino, isn't it? Maybe. <laughs> what else? What else? You get one more. You get one, one more. One more. One more. Um, uh, they had chopped sandwiches, blended sandwiches, sandwich pâtés, all oh, pâtés that are flavored like grilled cheeses, grilled cheeses that are flavored bacon flavored pencils. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right, Nicole. <laughs> I just saw a funny picture of a kitty. I love cats so much. <laughs> She's locked into this podcast. We've heard what you and Sorry. I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wiggity wacky ideas are <laughs> rattling out there in the universe. It's time for a segment we call Opinions, Opinions Are Like Casseroles. So pretty much, if you could be on any dating show on VH1, what dating show would you be on? Um, what was the one with Tila Tequila? I know, I know, I know she's a Nazi now, despite being, I believe, Vietnamese American. <laughs> But, uh-huh. yeah, no, I, I liked her vibe. Okay. Well, I liked her vibe. Well, I think I'd be on I Love New York. <laughs> yeah? Uh, she And that was, of course, a spinoff of... Flavor of Love. Which was technically sort of a spinoff of... What was it called? I don't know. It wasn't The Surreal Life, was it? Um, was that the cartoon? No, no. This, no, you're thinking of Drawn Together, which is the cartoon, Cor- but The Surreal Life is correct. Correct, right? Because yeah. Flavor Flav and Brigitte Nielsen, That's I right. believe, started dating on The <laughs> Surreal watched, Life. We watched so much. 
much VH1 oh, together. dude. Our brains. Oh, melted. my God. Oh melted. Melted. Anytime that we're like, the kids are watching TikToks, they're getting stupid. We were just watching VH1 dating shows. <laughs> uh, informative Virginia age. She was so tall. He was so short. He had a clock around his neck. Whoa! (laughs) And then, and then on Flavor of Love, New York spit or no? Someone spit on pumpkin. Yeah. New York spit on pumpkin or pumpkin spit on New York? Oh, pumpkin spit on New York. York. Let the record show. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Anyways, slap me, bitch. What? And Tequila Tequila, (laughs) of course, a shot at love. That was a spinoff of her appearance on inexplicably Ted Nugent. Had a reality show. Did he really? Yeah, where he like took soft millennials and he was like, you're going to come on my ranch and learn how to kill a deer. And she was one of them. (gasps) And I'll never forget. He said a line that said, Tila, what is it? Tila, sex is your currency and you're a rich bitch. And I was like, oh, that is the most disgusting thing a man has ever said. Um, And of course that, Nicole, was only (laughs) off the backs of the success of the Simple Life with Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. Love The Simple Life. God. Sana-sana. I feel like the giver. Sana-sana. I feel like I'm just, I've just absorbed Sana-sana. Sana-sana. everything. Did you really and watch The Simple Life? What? Yeah, of okay. course. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I'm doing right now? No, I don't. Okay. I didn't, I don't, it didn't stick with me that much. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> it's time for everybody's favorite segment, <laughs> Review a Review. That's right. That's where we try and goad you into leaving us positive reviews on Apple <laughs> sp- podcasts um, because it helps us in a way that we don't quite understand, but we crave them. Do it. Uh, so let's let's look at this. This is from at Laclines, five stars big, a delicate entracte to real food beliefs. Honestly, no one before Maggie has been able to present such a succinct and complete understanding of the finest in culinary culture and delectable dishes. Five stars for Maggie. Nicole seems great. Zero stars for Josh. He is purely distraction from excellence. DNI in future episodes. What does DNI um, mean? Do not include. In future, Josh episodes. is literally like the no, biggest Nicole, in this podcast. I, somebody has finally told me to take a vacation, and Aww. I think I'm going to listen to it. You deserve you deserve three vacations a year. You that'd you, be pretty cool, dude. You deserve three vacations a year, I and I mean that with nice every things. fiber of my being. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to make. You know, you go from a show. You work so hard. You know, talking about someone's mom dying while eating fajitas. You know, <laughs> and then you got to stuff a turkey with Cheetos. And you got to come here. You got to write mid-year reviews. You know, it's a lot. I like my job though. It's fun. I think you need to get out of out of here three times a year. Yeah, I should probably do that, man. You know what I mean? Go to New Orleans. It's fun. I give Find this review five stars. <laughs> That's a good review, yeah. Maggie, Maggie finally getting a They spelled your name wrong. It's M-E-G-G-I-E. That's right. If you're a real, you're such a fake Maggie fan, you can't even name no, her. No, it's first okay. Three I don't albums. I don't expect them to know how to how to say it. Most to... people don't even know that Maggie isn't an actual person. Maggie's a band. Like Steely Dan. <laughs> Go ahead, Maggie. <laughs> to me too. I'm just like so appreciative that people are finally recognizing my input into these discussions. <laughs> um and now that I have just like a microphone, I can just like get myself a microphone if I want to. Uh-huh. Um to anyone listening who like still plays, like my brother or whatever, um, you just lost the game. Anyways, <laughs> so thank you for listening, everyone. I'll give it back to you, to you guys, Josh Nicole. What do you rate this? What do you rate this review? A million stars. Are you serious? <laughs> Maggie, did you not have a microphone for the last three and a half years? Uh, no. <laughs> I didn't even know. That. You didn't know? <laughs> I didn't know. Maggie, I didn't know that the ceiling of this podcast studio was like weird an gold. Old bank? It's, like an, it's old like an old bank. I, I was in here for three and a half years until I looked up. Also, for to go behind the scenes, we are in the podcast studio right now because we're not doing video. 
So we're not in the mythical kitchen mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, I don't know what that ceiling yeah. looks like either. All I know is one time <laughs> spiders rained from it into our food. That's the thing that happened. <laughs> thousand, thousand dead spiders blew into all of our food. It's like a freaking plague. <laughs> Maggie, play an opinion. We can- <laughs> Hi, Josh and Nicole. My name is Mia. Um, longtime listener, big fan of yours. My food opinion is that um, pickled okra is criminally underrated yep. and it is not enjoyed by nearly enough people in the United States, especially because Talk I know it's really popular, obviously, in like Texas and in southern states, but Texas I feel like it has really been popular in other parts of the country um, and you can only like find it in some grocery stores. like kind of up north and it's so good and people think that i'm a freak because i will literally eat it by the jar full um She's a very freaky like girl <laughs> nicole the kind you don't take home i love it so much and i would love to hear your opinions on pickled okra and maybe why you think that it isn't super popular uh, nicole's right the texas is in america right i talk a lot about how the idea of i think it'd be cool if texas seceded don't move will you can you name the six nations that have held uh held texas at any given point let me can i guess can i you guess, guess them. Yeah, yeah. okay usa that's one um uh, spain that's two mexico that's three um okay let's let's think let's think let's think portugal nope okay mm, let's think that uh, canada <laughs> no, Canada never was like, we're going to swoop around. Um, um, Guatemala? Uh, Guatemala historically has not been a world El superpower. El Salvador. No, you're not going to want to go to Central America. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you're going to want to go back to Europe for okay. one. Mm-hmm, for one. And I'm I'm going to say France. That is that is correct. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then there's and one And then the more. last two... There's two more? A little bit tricky. Okay, one, okay. one of these nations is now the United States, but for a brief period of uh, very bellicose time, bellicose. they did not consider themselves part of I the United States. I bellicose means. Alaska. <laughs> no, Alaska never waged war against the United States. Hmm. The Confederacy did. Hmm. And that is one of the nations. Oh, that's BS. Uh, listen, and the other nation is the Republic of Texas. They declared themselves independent. They were an independent nation for question. like six, seven years. Yeah, I know. It's a tricky state. It's a weird history. Okay, pickled, like okra. pickled okra. I like pickled okra. I think the reason why people don't like pickled okra or okra in general is because it's slimy in the middle. I love okra. My favorite rendition of okra was recently. My mother-in-law had a kebab night, a kebab mm. night, I should say, and she gave me some pickled okra. and Not pickled okra. She gave me uh, grilled okra, and it was one of the most delicious things I've had, With and I dipped it in salt and lime juice and it was really freaking delicious and I love okra I don't love pickled okra but I but I'll eat okra more I like pickled okra because I think the the sliminess of it sort of cuts through that acid a little uh-huh, bit you know uh-huh. what I mean and I, and I really like that texture I do love 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 okra um grilled okra we had it at Safi's that is one of we my did we didn't have it no I had it when I went with my other friends because I have other friends you went to Safi's twice I sure did uh, we had grilled okra and it was what well, came sizzling off the grill so skewered so 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 good okra very very underrated um also deep's mom once made a dry curry with okra and she really sort of like bled the slime out of it, but there was still a little bit of that just kind of like sumptuous texture. And with the dry curry, especially, like mm-hmm. the inside gushiness of the okra wet the dry curry from the inside out. It was so good. I made us, I made you Persian stew with okra. It was undercooked. undercooked. And undercooked I'm sorry okra. about That's that. Good. No, but it was, I'd rather, you know. I learn um, every day. You learn every day. So Six Flags, the amusement park, it was yeah. Six Flags over Texas. And it's because there were six nations that ruled Texas. Shut 
up. I'm I am so smart. What about the, the guy that I'm was stupid. like do 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 do? Yeah, so he was <laughs> actually uh, the nephew of the president of the Confederacy, and that's why he got to do that commercial. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's, that's a it lie. was actually and, and a female dancer in, in a suit. Was it really? Yeah. Do people know that commercial? Maggie would know it. I'm you also really smart. You think you're the only It was the hamster smart dance, one. right? It was the hamster dance? <laughs> and he looks like an old man? No, no, no. That's wrong. Because the hamster dance is do, 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 do. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's okay. It's okay. We're really... We're really on this one. Dude, it's the end of 2023. We should make this mean? a three-hour pod. We should do a marathon for charity, but then pocket the money. Josh, it's 2023. It's the end of the year, man. Let's just go We're vibing live. it. We're vibing it. We're vibing. We're vibing it. We're Thanksgiving vibing. has not happened yet. Hi, Josh and Nicole. So we are still acting if you've ever had a pizza box. <laughs> And it's a very, like, big thing for us because we're from, like, Chicago, other Chicago area. And I just want to know if you'll ever eat a pizza puff. And if you don't, you better. Like, you, like, okay, so, like, a pizza puff is better than, like, (laughs) eating actual, like, Chicago pizza. It's like a pastry in a pizza. It's a pastry in a pizza. So, like, eat it and then show me. <laughs> anyway, love you. Uh, we love you so much. Hey, and we love you. We listen to you every week. And please eat a pizza puff. Eat a pizza puff. I will. And Why are you yelling at me? Inside. It's so so uh, great. Uh, All right, much love. Oh my god! Chicago in the building with the pizza puffs. One of the most underrated Chicago foods, and mm-hmm. I have indeed. Had one friend of the uh, podcast, Dennis Lee. Love Dennis. De- Fart sandwich been on the pod before. I love Dennis Lee, and he showed me all around Chicago. Same, yeah, same. We went to maybe the worst food establishment I've ever been to, and we got maybe the worst food I've ever had. We tried to get a Chicago dog, but they were out of at least three ingredients that go on a Chicago dog. Oh, that's um, yeah. And then we got a pizza puff, which, as the caller said, is it's like a hot pocket, but it's only made by one factory in Chicago, mm-hmm. and you put it in a fryer, and then it stays hot for an hour to two hours, and it'll still burn you. Um, and then there's a pizza flavored goo inside of like a sort of wet soggy dough, okay. um, which normally I like these things. And then th- the best thing that we got at this uh, Chicago little roadside establishment was, I don't know if they called it gravy bread, where it's an Italian beef with no beef. You simply take the roll and you huh. you slather it in juice. Okay. And you eat it. And it was, I can't stress this enough, maybe the worst food experience <laughs> I've ever had in my life. I'll eat a pizza puff. Tell me where to get a pizza. Can I get a pizza puff in, in California? Let me get one. Uh, again, no. It, it, I oh, asked I Dennis why it never got outside of Chicago, and he was like, oh, people don't seem to really enjoy them very much. Oh, my gosh. Also, I love your accent. I love the way you speak, caller. Please just call once a week, and just for me, not to be on the podcast, just to, like just tell me what you did today. I love the way your accent is. It's incredible. Do I have an accent? People tell me I have a Persian accent sometimes. Uh, no, and I and I know people that have, like, Southern California, Persian-American accents. I don't sound like them, do I? No, you don't. Uh, sometimes you code switch when you're around, like, your, your friends from home. I do? Yeah, yeah. <gasps> you can sort of tell. Oh it's it's, uh, it's like an inflection thing. You have it's a bit inflection. of, it's almost a bit of a valley girl yeah, turned metropolitan. Yeah, I see that. I see that. I see that. Do I have an accent? People uh, say I sound like Jesse Eisenberg. 
I don't know what that means. Yeah. 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 That's a thing that I get a lot. I, I don't know if it's a somewhat dry delivery. No, I think, it's very I think, pointed. I think it's, I think it's just the, uh, I think it's the, the manner in which you speak and you kind of go up and down and then also uh, just very pointed. It's fast. It's fast and it's, it's pointed. Fast. It's pointed and it's fast. It's fast. Yeah, I have a lot of hardline opinions on things. <laughs> but it's not the, it's not your opinion. It's the way that you deliver them no, with but your think, mouth. But I think the mouth <laughs> delivery is necessitated by the hardline uh-huh, opinions. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Including that hardline opinion about hardline opinions necessitating certain mouth delivery in a Jesse Eisenbergian manner. Next opinion, Maggie. I've had a lot of great food in Chicago. I love Chicago. Me too. Me too. Hey, my name is Regan up in uh, British Columbia, Canada. I uh, love the show. I believe that Heinz chili sauce is far superior to ketchup. Yes. Okay. I don't yes. Know if you guys have chili sauce down there, but uh, if you don't, let me know. I'll send you a bottle. Thanks. Heinz chili sauce, along with Heinz 57 sauce, Nicole, they are dying condiments and we need to save them. Let's bring them back. Let's bring them back. I want to try both of them. I've seen them on the shelves and I've never picked them up. Uh, The ironic thing about Heinz chili sauce Mm -hmm. is it is ketchup. With spice in it? Yes. Okay. I mean, it really is. It it starts with tomato puree. And Uh so it's basically just a ketchup with spice in it, but it makes everything better because 99 times out of 99... When I eat ketchup, I mix it with sriracha. Because I want a spicy ketchup. But sriracha's not around that much anymore. I know. That's why I need to find an alternate. And I think Heinz chili sauce okay. might be that alternate. Okay. You know what I mean? That's a great opinion to end on. What's you know? 57 sauce? So high, I believe it. Does it have 57 ingredients in it? You've seen Heinz 57 on bottles of ketchup? Yes. I believe it has to do with the number of ingredients in the original Heinz 57 sauce. That's Can somebody awesome. Google it? Fact checker! Fact checker. Back scratcher. Fact checker. Fact checker. Heinz 57 is a synecdoke. Ooh, what does synecdoke mean? That's Synec- one of those words Isn't that it I've. Synecdoche? No, Schenectady is a city. No. I believe that word no, is no, pronounced. No. It is synecdoche? I've been saying synecdoche. Oh, I just outed myself as a dummy. It is synecdoche. You've never seen that movie? No. Synecdoche, New York? I thought it was pronounced. Wait, what? No. No, but this is not the city. This is a word. No, it's a I, of I know that. But you... Oh, my God. There's a movie about it. The guy... Who's the guy that played Truman Capote? Come on. Uh, 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 um, the guy that played... Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman was in a movie called Synecdoche, New York, which is a play on this word, Synecdoche. Synecdoche or whatever. I know what I'm talking about. I looked at the Wikipedia article like 12 years ago. Wow. Am I right? I had no idea what synecdoche means. I'm right. But isn't there a city called... Schenectady. Yes, I'm correct. I what is Heinz 57 sauce? <laughs> we didn't answer it. Manufacturing is more than 60 products at the time. Henry thought, okay... 57 varieties were uh, the varieties of sauce that Henry Hines felt he sold, but he maybe I know it's Synecdoche, New York. Now. No, this it. is the movie. And I know, this, it's the movie. And this is the city. Synecdoche is the city. Synecdoche is, and it's a postmodern psychological thriller starring Philip Seymour Hoffman, yes, R.I.P. Yes, God. I see. I thought the word was pronounced synecdoke. Oh, like how I thought paradigm was paradigm? <laughs> a soft G on paradigm. It happens, right? it happens, it happens. Uh, we're both pretty dumb if you really look at it. <laughs> you just said we're smart. No, I don't know, man. My life rides the sine curve of emotion constantly. Well, and as we've now learned 
synecdoche is the word of the day. We will be doing a word of the day on every <laughs> podcast now. And it is a figure of speech in which a part is made to represent the whole or vice versa. As in Cleveland won by six runs. Oh, meaning Cleveland's baseball team. Because you know what Cleveland means because of the... In the context. Yeah, so the context. So it's a synecdoche. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'm going to use that. I don't think I'm going to use that word a lot. That's fine. Yeah. I'm just glad that you learned something and I did it. I already misused the word shibboleth. Yeah. And this has been a shibboleth of the podcast. Thank you all so much for a fantastic 2023. We love you so much. Love you. Here's to more spreadable tin fish and Jaeger bombs and porn star martinis and fish tacos. And desert vinegar. And desert vinegar <laughs> in 2024. It's all happening, y'all. This is the year we finally do it. <laughs>